What's up, everyone? Welcome to the 448th episode of the Pokemon Podcast. I don't know why 450 seems big, but it... it I it, mean, it, it's a... It's a 50. Yeah, it's a 50. Things that end in zero, especially five zeros, are important. Five zeros? Oh, five zero. Five zero. Like, as old as Greg is right now. Yes. (laughs) It's uh, super effective. I'm your host, SBJ. Greg here, the fivest of zeros. I am the fivest of zeros, I guess. In a scale of one to ten, I'm a 50? Is that what we're saying? (laughs) Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. It's a compliment. You'd better be. (laughs) <laughs> it's going into lawsuits, not. I mean, bucko. I just found out what six means in Red and Six, which probably both of you have no idea what that is. But what? I was so disappointed. <laughs> what? What in six? It's a character from Magic. Ren and oh. Six. Will also here. I number one will take all of your uh your I I guess you're supposed to get me presents because in the um, Lunar Zodiac, it is now Year of the Ox, and I am an ox. For the rest of the year, you have to give me gifts because my cycle has returned. I decided to party hardcore for our nice Lunar New Year celebration, and given that I do not tolerate the key ingredient, I have been suffering for the past two (laughs) days so so but i was like i am going to have roast pork buns for lunar new year i don't care the consequences that was me on friday night and there's an asian market like three miles from my house Mm -hmm. and yeah saturday and sunday i've been like "Mm, i mean the happy new year the things we do for love sure We have a uh, lot to cover this week. This upcoming weekend, this podcast comes out on Monday. This upcoming weekend is the Canto. I don't. What is the name of this thing? Canto Fest. Canto, Canto celebration. Happy, happy, hat. Pokemon times. Go Tour Canto. Really hitting it out of the park with these names. <laughs> Haven't we been counting down to this for like five weeks now? It's been it's been like four it's months. Been forever. <laughs> it's been forever. <laughs> I've been counting down since I don't know, nineteen ninety eight. I couldn't find the exact date of when they initially announced this, but it was the end of December, beginning of January. Isn't it in their giant list of updates? Have you looked at that giant list of updates? I mean December one, celebrate the arrival of Pokemon I was discovered in Kalos with a special event. Like, I can find a lot of things in here. Are we just looking for the first time they said, hey, we're doing a Kanto thing? Yeah, I couldn't figure out the first time they said it. I figured out the first time they said, like, the countdown, which was Unova week. Because they started with Unova and then Sinnoh, and we know the rest. So that's coming this weekend. Uh, We're going to talk about that later in the show. And then the following weekend, which is February... Where's my calendar? February 27th, which is a Saturday, uh, is Pokemon Day. Though I would expect some announcements Friday evening if those announcements are uh, Japanese-related. So, for example, if we want to look at any kind of patterns, normally a Pokemon movie for Japan is announced that day, but not announced for us. Because they normally get their movies in June. We get our movies in... Whenever. Whenever. (laughs) But (laughs) later in the year. But because of COVID, I'm sure that might throw things off. So who knows if they're going to announce a movie. We still don't even know when the Zerud movie is coming for us. Although I do expect the old Netflix release date <laughs> next week. <laughs> so next week, uh, next week's pot. This is weird because we're going to be recording before the Canto tour, 
We're going to be recording mm-hmm. Thursday so I can get it edited because I'll be on the road Friday and Sunday and then playing mm-hmm. all day on Saturday with Greg and Will. Very excited. Uh, so we won't have our thoughts for the Canto Tour on the tw- the episode that comes out on the 22nd next week. Uh, we'll save our thoughts for the... I don't think there's going to be like a lot of thoughts. There'll probably be some ups and some downs and, you know, 20 minute conversation and we'll move on. But you don't know what stories we're going to generate when the three of us are together <laughs> yeah. in one location. <laughs> Look, I am going to find that door of the Explorer Pokestop and I'm going to stock up it's, on. It's closed, dude. I can reach it. I don't have to be <laughs> next to it to, to spin the stop. I need right, to stock cool. up on those gifts so I can send people door of the Explorer and Swiper. And maybe Spongebob. They still have Spongebob, right? Yeah. Yeah. Got stock up on all the Nickelodeon. Okay. And the Lego Dragon, which is awesome. Lego Dragon is also good. Okay, so here's the plan. We're going to talk about some TCG stuff. We're going to talk about some Pokemon Go stuff. And then we have a bunch of other stuff to talk about. That's going to be the episode. A lot to work through here. Let's start off with the an article from Polygon. Titled, The Pokemon Happy Meals are at McDonald's are getting ruined by greedy adults. <laughs> Like you. Admit it. Ruined. Admit it. It's you. You're the culprit. You're the villain. No, because I only photos. (laughs) I did buy Pokemon cards, yeah. This is this is like a tough full disclosure here. I did buy some Happy Meals. Some? I went Did you buy Happy Meals or did you buy the packs of cards without the meal? Okay. What 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 do you what do you want? You want my story first, or you want this article? We should probably read Let's the article first to frame article, what's happening. Yeah, we'll okay, go for it. Bit. Select McDonald's are celebrating the 25th anniversary of Pokemon with a promotion that turns the iconic Happy Meal box into a Pikachu face, bundled with the Pikachu face container. There are 50 collectible cards. 25 are hollow. 25 are not. It doesn't say this in the article. I'm I'm filling in the blanks here for the author. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Pokemon cards are a hot commodity. That's true. That fans are having a hard time finding booster packs at big retailers. Also true. Nearly every week, there's a new broken record for the dollars that people are spending for old school packs. Also true. McDonald's promotion, in other words, never stood a chance. We said this on this podcast. Yes. Folks are waking up early to stake out McDonald's uh, that are selling Happy Meals. Some are apparently buying Happy Meals in mass numbers in hopes of getting the collectibles and throwing out the food. I'm sure that's happening. I haven't seen that happen, but I'm sure that is happening. I guarantee it's happening. Some McDonald's are even placing restrictions on buying Happy Meals. Scalpers are reportedly already turning around and selling individual cards at a markup. Oh, gosh, there's a lot to talk about here. If you don't like Pokemon TCG cards, it's just the interesting dynamic of, like, what is actually happening here. Um, Some customers are going around to multiple restaurants. That was me. Uh, (laughs) Unable to find a Happy Meal. Also me. Uh, On websites (laughs) like eBay, entire boxes of cards are being uh, sealed and going for hundreds of dollars. I literally spent three hours on my Twitch stream looking at eBay prices for this stuff the day this happened. It was very interesting. We reached out to a comment to McDonald's, and McDonald's told Polygon the following, quote, with significant demand for our promotional Pokemon TCG and some fans even going to extreme lengths to get them, we are working quickly to address the shortage and also strongly encouraging restaurants to set a reasonable limit on Happy Meals sold per customer. We want to offer the full Happy Meal experience to as many families as possible to ensure everyone is able to get in on the fun. I do like the, wor- the wording they have here. Where do we start? Well, I will say one, I, since I didn't jump in when we were talking about wasting food, uh, the one person I saw on my Facebook who did get uh, 15 Happy Meals at one location got all nugget meals, 
because then they could redo like the nuggets in their air fryer rather than throwing them away so it wasn't mm. wasteful. Oh, but what about the fries? You eat those I mean, fries as fast as possible. I was just going to say, are you sitting on fries? <laughs> no, 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 no. no, no. no. Let's go right down the gullet. <laughs> 15 bags of fries. Kid size. They're small. Yeah, they're kid size. Uh, so I, I went to 10 different McDonald's the day it came out. I went with my friend Tim. He drove because, look, my friend Tim has a Tesla. He looks for any reason in the world to drive around. <laughs> This, so I, knowing Tim, <laughs> this is no surprise whatsoever. So I called him I mean, up. I will buy that 100%, yes. I, I called him up. I said, hey, I want to go to McDonald's. I want to film it for YouTube. And I just think it would be fun to see, like, because we, we know that every McDonald's is different. Every McDonald's has their own rules, their own restrictions. See if we can get. My goal was to get, like, 15 packs of cards. And I figured if I got 15 packs, I'd at least complete the 25 collection. I wouldn't get all the hollows, but I'd at least be close. And then the last like couple hollows I'm missing, I'll just buy them off TCG player for however much they're going for. And I don't think 15 packs of cards is unreasonable. I'm not, I don't want to spoil the video. That'll come out this coming Friday, which is the 19th. But every McDonald's had different rules. Like the first McDonald's we went to, they were like, we can't sell you the packs. We know that, like, okay, so let me back up. Every McDonald's knew about Pokemon. They, they, they like, knew before we got, like, they... They were warned that they you were, were coming. They uh, were well ahead of time. I'm sure plenty of people already arrived before us trying to look for these cards. Anyways, the first McDonald's said this. They said, you can buy as many Happy Meals as you want, and we will sell you two extra packs of cards. But there was no limit on Happy Meals. And so I was like, okay, that McDonald's is really close to where... This is, I didn't want any food to go to waste. And I did want, like, my thought process at this very first McDonald's was like, I don't know if other McDonald's are going to have these. I'll take five Happy Meals. I'm going to eat one. Tim's going to eat one. And then there's two homeless people over, well, spoiler, Tim didn't eat any. There's two homeless people over, like, two blocks away that are always on this corner. And we're going to drop the Happy Meals off over there. And then that way I got seven packs from that very first McDonald's. I bought five. They get, sold me two extra. The second McDonald's was like, we're only we're only selling with Happy Meals, and I was like, okay, no thanks. I don't need. I don't. I already got rid of the food. Don't need any more food. Don't need it. I I cannot possibly eat any more fries right now. The third McDonald's was the same. Like you had to buy Happy Meals. Okay. Next McDonald's was you can buy one pack of cards. If you want more, you gotta buy the Happy Meal, but we'll sell you one pack of cards. Cool, I'll take the one pack of cards. Third McDonald's was like, we don't even have any cards anymore. Or fourth McDonald's was like, we don't even have cards. So every what the point I'm saying is every McDonald's was different, which I show in the video. I fundamentally, maybe because I am an adult buying cards, yeah. I mm. agree with like McDonald's is getting ruined by greedy. Ad- well, okay, I do. I unless they're specifically talking about scalpers, yes. But I there's like this thing going around on social media where like other people think they're better than other people for not buying Happy Meals. Like this is not. Look, I've I've been buying. I've I've purchased my gold in my closet, sitting next to my ancient Mew, my gold Burger King Pokemon cards when I was a kid. I have purchased my, like, every other Happy Meal. I've been doing this for 25 years. There's not all of a sudden, like, I I hit a certain age where I'm not allowed to participate in cards. Well, no, it's not, yeah, it's not restricted to Pokemon. But, but here's the real thing, right? You're looking at it from the perspective of they're shaming me because I'm too old. 
to be buying Happy Meals, right? This, this, the real ruse here, and it's the real twisting of the facts, is they're putting into the, the general imagination that there are thousands of crying children in the world <laughs> because those children couldn't get the Pokemon uh, Happy Meal that they so desperately needed the minute they woke up. Well, number one, you told your kid that there was a Pokemon Happy Meal, if that's truly the case, where you could have not commercialized your child. And number two, oh, come on. Kids are, aren't that like infatuated. Yes, kids love Pokemon, but they're not like, oh, if I don't get that Pokemon Happy Meal, my life is going to be ruined for the next you know 50 I mean, years. Kids are like that. <laughs> I mean, kids will say that like we we as adults know that's not true. But in the moment with that screeching toddler who isn't getting what they want, that that is a real situation. Like they had that expectation. They aren't getting it. We know they will forget in a week, yes. but you are still dealing with that child. And I think it's not so much if it wasn't for the I'm buying a giant pack and putting yeah. it up on eBay. If it wasn't for the scalping, if it wasn't for people going and saying, I've just purchased all of this McDonald's Happy Meal stock and they are out because I decided to buy them all. I think that's where we start treading on the, okay, what are you going for and why are you buying so many? Because if it's for collection, you'd <laughs> like, you know, as well as everybody else, that they will go up for sale later. Is the idea that you want to cash in quick right now by making it a scarce commodity and then flipping it around? I think that that is that is sort of the part where adults with a lot of money are creating a market that we know isn't real. Yeah. Right. And, um, and that's a problem. I get it. I get it from both sides, right? I am not going to shame... Somebody who's been collecting Pokemon cards for 20 plus years to be like, oh, you you can't possibly buy a Happy Meal. What's wrong with you? It's the same food. It's a it's a it's, a it's all bad. It's a cheeseburger it's and fries. Food. It's no different than ordering a cheeseburger and fries. The only difference is you're paying a premium for them to put a toy in it. And that toy is Pokemon cards. They're not unique to the things that are on target. They're literally reprinted of the same cards. So, like, one, this is what they've stated. This is what they state for literally every Happy Meal. Not every McDonald's gets the same amount. Depends on how much you sell, where your McDonald's is located. But I do understand. If you live in, like, I, I don't know, uh, I wasn't going to say Sheboygan, Wisconsin. Sheboygan's kind of big. Uh, if you live in, like, Oconomowoc, Wisconsin, and they got one McDonald's, and some scalper goes and they buy out all the Happy Meals, yes, that does suck for that specific town because they only have one McDonald's. I get it. That is not restricted to Pokemon stuff. That is whatever is in demand. Like McDonald's has had Beanie Babies. Same thing happened. Mm -hmm. And the same complaints happened then. So, yep. Same complaints happened then. I live in Milwaukee, Wisconsin. We have probably 40 McDonald's. I, could, I yeah, at one point I had a map going to all forty. It would have taken six hours <laughs> to drive. Yike. Well, how, how wait? Wouldn't you have to recharge the Tesla? Yeah, yeah. See, we couldn't. We we could only go to ten on the Tesla battery. <laughs> <laughs> Get wrecked, Tesla. Okay. the The other problem that the other thing that I saw, which again is just not maybe understanding the situation, is like people yelling at McDonald's of like, 
Why why would you release these cards now when they were they were bound to fail? There is no way that a billion dollar company like Pokemon and another billion dollar company like McDonald's decided this program this promotion 2 weeks ago. <laughs> Oh, absolutely. The cards had to be designed. Pikachu on the card is unique. I would I would safely assume that this promotion was was probably designed before Vivid Voltage came out, which was like Vivid Voltage was like 4 or 5 4 months ago, I think. And when Vivid Voltage came out, you could still buy Vivid Voltage for like the 2 weeks, the first 2 weeks Vivid Voltage debuted. You could walk into a Target, you could buy packs, you could go on Cool Stuff Inc. or Troll and Toad, and you could get a booster box for $99. And it was, wasn't was only, it was about two to three weeks after after Vivid Voltage came out, which is when the Logan Paul $20,000 Charizard box, and then the the supply and demand, and people ran out. And all Pokemon cards are sold out. If you're one of the the few people posting on social media very upset that this is, like, McDonald's fault, no, it's just timing. Like, it wasn't even Vivid Voltage's fault because, again, when Vivid Voltage came out, you could just get it. It was very easy to get. Now it's very hard to get. They didn't print enough Vivid Voltage. They definitely printed enough of XY Evolutions because XY Evolutions finally sold out after five years of existing. Uh, they finally sold out because of this TCG craze. If, for whatever reason, the pandemic didn't happen and people weren't sitting at home with extra money, because this is something I've explained in my Twitch stream, this the, like the TCG fad will crash once the pandemic is over because what happens is people will move their money elsewhere. If I have extra money because I'm not going to baseball games, I'm not going to concerts, I'm not traveling the world i'm not taking a, a trip to puerto rico uh i'm not going to fancy restaurants to dine in because a lot of them are closed or a lot of them are only limited demand so it makes it really hard to book i'm not going to spas i'm not going rock climbing i'm not going to the gym people have extra money because they can't do anything else with their money so they buy dumb pokemon cards <laughs> because that's the one thing they can do right now but like again once the pandemic is over Am I going to continue spending $200 on Pokemon cards? Or am I going to spend the $200 and take a trip down to uh, Disneyland? That's not... Disneyland's not $200. That was a bad example. <laughs> You're not getting but, $200 at Disney World, But the, sure. the, the point still stands. Take $200 to go to the Dells. There you go. Yeah. That's a nice day at the Dells. This is also not the first time we've ever had Pokemon cards at McDonald's. This is like the hundredth time we've had Pokemon cards at McDonald's. Very true. And mm -hmm. I will say, name a single... McDonald's Pokemon card. Somebody's going to be like, well, there's Japanese McDonald's. No, no, okay. Who, yes, sure. One Japanese McDonald's Pokemon card probably worth like 80 bucks. But name one English Pokemon card at McDonald's that is worth money today. None of them are. Maybe like six bucks for like some like Squirtle or Pikachu or whatever. None of them are worth money. Let me bring up the ancient Mew card that everyone thought was going to be worth money. <laughs> It's also worth about six bucks. Hey, how about the uh, Entei promotion for the third Entei movie? Not worth anything. The Zapdos Maltrace Articuno for Pokemon the Movie 2000, The Power of Us, where the bad guy's name is Sir Lawrence the Third. No one ever remembers that. But those cards... Worth, I remember that every time! They're worth nothing. Some cards... Some... There, there, are, there are exceptions. There are some weird Pokemon cards, like the Delivery Pikachu right now from the Pokemon Center promotion. It's like worth 200 bucks. There are some cards that break some weird barrier and they're worth something but it does suck although it's not 
unexpected that scalpers went to McDonald's. They bought 150 packs. They bought 100 packs. They bought 500 packs. And then they immediately put them on eBay. I am not going to grill somebody who is 25 years old, who has been collecting Pokemon cards for 10 years, that wants to buy like 10 packs from McDonald's. You're fine. Don't feel bad about it. It's just, They're just cards. And guess what? If If McDonald's ran out of Happy Meal cards... They got other Happy Meals to do. <laughs> like, they will never not have Happy Meals. They have old Happy Meals. But that, 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 I can't imagine that situation is so unique to right now. Because again, not every McDonald's gets the same supply of toys. Not every McDonald's gets the same supply of, uh, not every McDonald's has the same restrictions. There is probably like a McDonald's that was told, hey, limit these, but they didn't care. Somebody probably pulled up in the Chevy Blazer and bought their entire stock and the the franchise owner of that McDonald's just simply didn't care. Is that yeah. is that well, the scalper's the person, fault? Yes, but that's also the dude at like that's also the like I McDonald's mean, fault for well, selling person, all 150. The person at the window, that I wouldn't blame it on the owner, right? It's the person at the window who was like, "Oh, I didn't realize we weren't supposed to sell all of them all at once." But I, I did want to say two things um, for people who might be confused as to, like, why doesn't McDonald's just make a rule that says one per customer or something like uh, McDonald's is a real estate company. They're not a restaurant company. They um, sell real estate to franchisees who then are allowed to operate a McDonald's restaurant on that real estate. So they, they in general, don't make rules about how each individual restaurant runs. That's up to the franchisee to determine for their own market. The other thing is, and Greg, this is kind of a realization that I've had. This, I, I think, the big thing is that this is a a pure like conflagration of of the Zoomer world. You've got the boomers out there who think that they're going to find like baseball cards in the old days, where there's like, oh, I'm going to find this one super rare baseball card that's going to make me rich, blah, blah blah, like that mentality that they've seeded into the world. And then you've got all the millennials out there who are like. Well, I just got to find the next scam to make enough money because <laughs> yep. I'm not getting paid enough anyways. So, like, all scams are now perfectly legal. And it's like, we're Gen X, we're caught in the middle, and we're like, eh, whatever. Whatever. <laughs> Y'all do what you got to do. <laughs> yeah, whatever, kids. <laughs> Have fun. What was the point? <laughs> Again, none of these cards are actually worth money. This is the right. This is the actual shocking thing. So, on Tuesday, when the cards came out, the most I saw a Pikachu card sell for was $80. All the other cards, the Chimchar, uh, Hollow Pikachu, sorry. The Chimchar, the Piplup, the Squirtle, the Charmander, the Froakie. The most I ever saw any of those sell for were like $4. I think maybe the Charmander was 6 Uh The Froakie was like two fifty, And these are sold auctions. And somebody came into my Twitch stream and somebody said, oh, uh... Somebody on eBay you just can't listen to Twitch. Somebody, well, I disproved it really easily. Somebody came in and they were like, "Oh, somebody on eBay bought all the Hollows, the complete collection for nine thousand dollars." No, they didn't. Yeah, they did. Look, look, look. The see, the auction ended at nine thousand dollars. Sure, the auction ended at nine thousand dollars, but why would anyone pay that amount? The most a single Pikachu went for was eighty dollars. If you were, if you were, even if you were to do eighty dollars. By 25, just assume that every single one of these cards was $80. Your math is $2,000. So why would anyone pay $7,000 extra dollars to get it? And they were like, but that's what it ended at. 
And I was like, okay, let me explain eBay to you. I'm very familiar with it. <laughs> Just like there Welcome are scalpers eBay on eBay, there are people on eBay that only bid on things to waste scalpers' time. So, for example, if there is a hot commodity on eBay, here's a really good example. This is actually the only example in this episode that I will probably get right that wasn't a Disney reference or a <laughs> bad car reference. Is when Amiibo, when when Nintendo Amiibos came out, they that also scam. had the same problem we're talking right now. And because people were so frustrated about Amiibos being bought out at Target every single morning because the scalpers would wait outside Target at like 6 a.m., buy all the Amiibos, and then put them on eBay, is there was a group of people, and this has existed on eBay for a long time, and they will bid on the scalpers' items, and they will drive the prices up, and they will win the auction, and then they won't pay. And their only penalty from eBay is their account gets like banned for like 30 days. You know what you do? You just make another free eBay account, <laughs> and you do it again. And you do that to the same... It's very easy to find scalpers because they use the same eBay username. And you can find all their auctions very easily. And then you just bid on all of them. And then when it ends in 24 hours or five days or whatever time they set it, which is usually like five days, right? An eBay auction is like five to seven yeah. days. You win the bid. They wasted a week to hope that they get money at the end. They don't get the money. They then have to argue with eBay about how you didn't pay, but you don't care because you're just going to make another eBay account. And then they get eBay goes, okay, well, they didn't pay. You get to relist. And now they have to wait a whole nother week to sell these items again. And you know what happens? Those people uh, do the same thing. <laughs> and now it's two weeks. And a lot can change in two weeks, especially for a scalper, because they need to sell when those products are hot. Let me give you yep. another really good example. That Pikachu card that was $80 on Tuesday, it was $40 on Wednesday. <laughs> because these cards are not worth anything! <laughs> They're only worth $80 is because like people are desperate for the Pikachu card, but the Man, price I... keeps going down because no one actually cares about like no like that's it it doesn't matter. They're just cards in in 6 weeks or 6 months or whenever this event is over. Like look at look up look up the black and white Unova ones. They had a bunch of the same sparkly cards. None of them are worth more than five bucks, and there's only there's like ten of them. It, it really says something though, because this this used to be an issue in Vanguard as well, because they always used to do the pre-releases one week before the actual set came out, and in that week, which I used to call Golden Hype Week, it was like cards were ten times on TCG Player what after the actual set came out, they would actually be. And it's just because people like had to have the card before anybody else. And yes. I'm like, you literally can't wait one week. Yep. <laughs> you know? Yep. It's it was just like the um the shiny Charizard from Champions Path. When it first came out, ungraded Charizard from Champions Path was twelve hundred dollars. And that was like the week before Champions Path came out. And then Champions Path came out and within the like First two weeks of Champions Path coming out, that shiny Charizard, ungraded, was $800. And now, I looked it up before the episode because we, we spent, like I said, I spent three hours on eBay the other day looking at these cards. Now that same Charizard from Champions Path, shiny Charizard, is $360 ungraded. Now, you could, you could grade it to get more, but people want the newest, shiniest thing on day one. And then over time, 
people have a less desire to get it and or the scalpers are just not the scalpers in that case you could you could easily just pull that charizard on day one and be like oh well if it's selling for a thousand i don't care that much i'd rather have the thousand dollars i don't blame you <laughs> if you're one of the first people that pulled uh shiny charizard on champion's path I, I would probably just get rid of it and then buy it back like six months later when it's drastically cheaper but again this whole situation is not exclusive to pokemon cards like the, no. the digimon card game just launched in america officially again because <laughs> it launched back in the 90s uh, it's, a, it's a different one different one different game but it just launched this week and it's completely sold out it's impossible to get the only thing i feel like that isn't sold out nowadays is magic but I'm sure, I'm sure people are desperate for cards. Maybe they'll move to Magic next. Please, please. Nah, no, Magic is really wild. <laughs> magic is Magic makes very little sense. <laughs> but Magic cards, in like, if you want to get into the craziness of Magic, you can buy thousand dollar cards if you want. I think the moral of this story is scalpers are the worst, no matter what they're scalping. True, true. They are trying to manipulate things to make a quick buck. For things that aren't aren't worth that quick buck. If you really want this Pikachu card, just wait. Like right now, I'm seeing this one going for $42 with $4 shipping. Ends in like two hours. I, it might go up a little bit, but... Well, okay, so I will say this to anyone who's under the age of 25 right now. There was a point in my life where there were Transformers that I really, really wanted. And I was like, it breaks my heart that I can't have this transform. I didn't have the money, whatever. Guess what? I'm 47 years old. I don't even remember which transformer it was. <laughs> the feeling will pass. Time erases everything, including exactly. your memory. Yes, gratefully. Thank goodness. So out of all of this TCG stuff, the Pokemon company put out an update on the support.pokemon.com. They say, we are aware that you are experiencing some difficulties purchasing certain Pokemon trading card game products due to very high demand and global shipping constraints impacting availability. We understand that this inconvenience can be disappointing for fans. We are working to address it with where it is within our control. In situations where limited availability, we are actively working to print more of the impacted TCG products as quickly as possible and at maximum capacity to support the increased demand, reprinted products will be available at retailers as soon as possible. For the new Pokemon TCG expansion, expansions launching in the future, we are maximizing production to increase product availability upon release. We will continue to reprint products to replenish stock at retailers as soon as possible. We'd like to thank the community for their continued support and patience as we work to deliver more TCG products to fans. And this is, this is a very common thing. Right, like when like Unbroken Bonds and Unified Minds came out, those did eventually sell out after like six months of being released, and they were kind of hard to find. Although if you walk into, before this, before all these cards sold out, which was around Christmas time, uh, you could still find like Crimson Invasion, you could still find Fates Collide, you could still find uh, XY Evolutions, because they made too many of those sets, because they thought they were going to sell well, and they didn't. But then they made too few, like, Unified Minds, which did actually sell well. So now I, I expect what the problem is going to be. There's going to be a point in, like, the next 10 months where the only thing on shelves is going to be, like, Vivid Voltage and Darkness Ablaze because they're going to, like, reprint <laughs> them favorite. all. No, Vivid Voltage is a good set right now. I don't know if it's going to be a good set in 10 months. They're going to probably reprint like a bunch of Darkness Ablaze and Vivid Voltage and probably Battle Styles. Battle Styles is probably going to be the new Crimson Invasion. 
Uh, which is to say, like, yeah, yeah I think Battle Styles is going to sell real well. Yeah. Uh, but like Crimson Invasion was like the worst set ever. It was a bad set when it came out. Like there was there was no reason to get it unless like you wanted like the main card from that set was like a Buzzwell and like Beast and Beast Beast Ring and neither like Beast Ring I think was uncommon and Buzzwell was like rare, but it was like a four dollar rare. But I don't particularly think there's like. And the problem with, like, not the problem, but the 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 timing of Darkness Ablaze, which had a Charizard in it, and Champion's Path, which had two Charizards in it, and Vivid Voltage, which had Fat Pikachu in it, those are all, my grandma knows those Pokemon. <laughs> like, everyone knows those Pokemon. The chase card, the sought-after card in, in Battle Styles is Urshifu. And and Urshifu very do. So I don't know if that's going to be... There's no Charizard in that set. There's no Pikachu in that set. Like, I don't know if not having Gen 1 nostalgia... I get it. There's somebody be like, I hate that Gen 1 nostalgia. Yeah, okay, but guess what? It sells. <laughs> Case in point. Yeah, it certainly does. But I don't think Battle Styles has anything, like, very shiny that is just so as recognizable as a fat Pikachu on a card. Like, it's a, say what you will about Pikachu. It's a very recognizable Pokemon. Uh, and I love Urshifu. I, I think Urshifu's cool. He's a cool dude. Wait a minute. Which one? Uh, both Urshifus are in the set. No, no, no. Which one do you think is a cool dude? Because they can't both be. Oh, the water one. <laughs> oh, come The water on. one? Yeah, water fighting. Water has never been cool, That's- dude. Water fighting is just polyrath. <sighs> You're not wrong. That's the TCG talk. There's a lot. Let's take a break. Uh, and then let's argue some more about the Kanto <laughs> Fest celebration. Okay. I just woke up. It's 3 p.m. are back uh before we get to the pokemon go stuff there is a shiny toxtricity being given out using pokemon pass at gamestop that's it (laughs) that's a thing Uh, again i think this is probably planned six months ago hoping the pandemic maybe would be over yeah is there something why i just don't understand why it's pokemon I, I do understand why it's Pokemon Pass, because they have to scan a QR code, and you have to be within the vicinity of the location. It uses your GPS, right? You can't right. scan the QR code at home. You have to go to the GameStop, or go at least outside the GameStop, so you can do it from your car. So uh, this is your this is your COVID solution. <laughs> I'm going to give you the hot tip here. You go with a friend 
or your significant other or your family. What a perfect Valentine's date. Well, no, because you can't do this until the 19th. Oh, all right. Yeah. Take that back. Y- you have them. You have your significant other friend, etc. Pull up the QR code on their phone while you're in the parking lot of GameStop in your car safe and sound. You use your phone, you scan their phone for the QR code, and then you switch. You pull up the QR code. So you can't you can't do this without another person? There might be. Actually, you know, there was a point. I want to say it was the Target one, because I couldn't find the QR code. And I think if you, like, there was a button in the app. Yeah, there was a bu- there was. There's always been, like, a, if you can't find the code somewhere in the store, because they probably didn't put it up, <laughs> uh, hit this button. Well, yeah, yeah I, I thought the Target ones, you had to be, like, on the Target Wi-Fi I don't or something. I don't think so. I just remember, I went to a Target in D.C., and I, they did not have it. They didn't have it at all. <laughs> that sounds about right. But I, to, I, I, I have, for all of these codes, I do not ever remember scanning a QR code. Like, the whole QR code people think, are talking about, I'm like, what? what? I, have seen, so, I have scanned some QR codes. I don't remember doing this. Nah, me either. You don't remember, remember collecting the stickers for the Detective I mean, Pikachu remember... movie by scanning QR codes scattered around Target? Wasn't that fun? No. No, I did not oh, do that. I, I remember finding the stickers. I do remember doing that once at the Target downtown. Pokemon Home, this is this is the thought process. Pokemon Home, if you hi- click the hamburger menu, you click Mystery Gifts, you you click Local Event Check, your GPS is being initialized. Does this feature just not work? Have they not figured out how to well, make it not work? not yet. Not yet. It's been a whole year. To, they're clearing <laughs> out all the Pokemon Pass agreements before they switch over. Yeah, yeah, it was... You know, that that could be true. They could have done like a five... We're, we're doing five distributions with GameStop. We haven't hit our quota yet. I, I guess now we do the toxicity quota. I'm curious, and we'll have to put this on the list of things to test uh, next weekend, is mm-hmm. the um, GameStop in the Mall of America is not your traditional GameStop strip mall GameStop. It is Correct. a GameStop pop culture. Yeah. I'm curious whether they will have this distribution. Mm, I'm sure they will. I don't know. Speaking of Pokemon Home, there was a Pokemon Home update. Happy one year of Pokemon Home, Greg and Will. Happy one year. They got I... my money. Again. I sat there and think, and I was like, the week leading up, because I got the warning, hey, we're going to charge you money. And I'm like, am I going to pay another $16 for nothing? And the answer was yes, because I decided <laughs> I guess I'm paying $16 for nothing. Because I really didn't want to try to go through the pain of figuring out where I wanted to put things. How many Pokemon do you have at home? I don't know, like 2,000. Okay. That is a lot. Only 2,000? Yeah, I have. I've been really, really, really lazy about moving my bank stuff up, and I've been using it as a oh, hey, you're out of space in Pokemon Go, and then I'll just fire it up and send a bunch of things in. Ooh, and I never think to do that because I didn't have uh, Pokemon Home installed on my new phone. Ah, mm. they did put out a update that I think for the most part people were excited about. Came out of nowhere. Excited? Uh, you know, <laughs> like. Like, was Twitter a buzz about a Pokemon Home update apart from yours? <sighs> it's possible. No. This is uh, it's a it's a 263 megabyte update. It's version 1.3.2. I will state 
in the eight years Pokemon Bank existed. It was an eight years old. It only had four updates. <laughs> Pokemon <laughs> Home has had over uh, ten now, ten updates in the one year it's been out. So that's good, I that's guess. Almost. That's what. Almost two dollars an update. Yeah. Okay. So what they said here in the update is you can receive all Pokemon. Uh, a feature that has been added to Wonderbox. That's nice. People were excited about that one. The date a Pokemon was <laughs> I'm, first... I'm still calling foul on you're excited. <laughs> the date a Pokemon <laughs> was first met is now displayed in trainer notes. That's good. Hey, so nice. That's good. Hey, that's good. From the OT, which is short for original trainer, field in a Pokemon's detailed in- information, you can now search for Pokemon with the same original trainer. That seems like a good one. You can now specify language, and you can search by Pokeball when searching for a Pokemon. That one, very good. I can now search for all my Love Ball Pokemon, for example. I mean, I put everything in Luxury Balls. It's Luxury Balls or Cherish Balls. Like, I don't uh, have any choice over the Cherish Balls. You can now arrange your list of Pokemon in the same order used by your Pokemon boxes in the Nintendo Switch version of Pokemon Home. Greg. They listened to you. It it only took a year. It took Thanks. a full year. Thanks, Pokemon Home, for doing the thing you should have done. They at the really start. wanted your sixteen dollars again. They did. This is ultimately my decision to knowing that they'll listen to me once a year. I said, "Yeah, I'll give you sixteen bucks." Yeah, uh, it's it's only common courtesy. It is. You know what they didn't update? The Switch version. You know what I still can't see on the Switch version? <laughs> my ribbons and my marks. I don't understand. I. Just don't. It's it's been a year of Pokemon Home. I've it's used coming. It, it's coming. I've used. Come I'm, on, I'm, 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 maybe it is. Maybe in like two more years. It is so hard to recommend this sixteen dollar product mm-hmm. when it's so bad, mm-hmm. and it's not even like bad bad. It's just inconveniently bad. Yes. Yeah. The best kind of bad. Yeah. It works. It does what it's advertised to do. No one is debating that. It accepts your Pokemon. It organizes your Pokemon. You can put them into specific boxes. You can search for them. You can mass transfer. It like like does what it's advertised to do. But how is there one person, like all it takes is one person who works at Game Freak, who is like, why when we switch to Pokemon Home, are all the buttons flipped around? Why is the like L and R suddenly nope. different? And why nobody is the cares bu- about the button? You're the only one who cares about the buttons because you don't pay attention to what's going on on the screen. No, it's so jarring. It is. It, I have never been jarred, not once. I'm unjarred. <laughs> I'm always unjarred. I know you are. Well, here's the thing: since they listened to me this year, next year to get the sixteen bucks, they will listen to you and make that one change. So I have to single delete my... So I, I do a lot of mark hunting. I think this is very well known. I like to catch every Pokemon I see. I like to see if it has a mark. And if it doesn't have a mark, I throw it away. And if it does have a mark, I put it in a box where it lives for about two months. And then two months later, I go, ah, dang it. I got two of these, too many of these marks. Now I got to throw some away because I got, dupl- I got a lot of s- sleepy marks over here. Uh, this is the life I live. It's terrible. Mm-hmm. How do you afford all these Pokeballs? Uh black market wow yep the actual travesty is the amount of people who are watching my stream going steve why don't you move them to pokemon home so you can mass transfer them i can't do that 
Do you know why? Because I can't see marks in Pokemon Home. I can't see ribbons. I can't see anything. It's like this feature that has existed since, I don't know, Gen 3, and it doesn't work in the Switch version of the app. I don't understand. The sad thing is just because you're the only person <laughs> that actually cares about this stuff. Tra but transfer it to Pokemon Home, then pull up your phone. <laughs> Pull it up on your phone because you're already playing the other game on your Switch. So you don't have to, have to leave Sword and Shield. You just have it on your phone. Easy. Situation solved. I'm a, I'm a problem solver. You just need to come to me. Greg. I agree. I am glad that Pokemon Home got an update. It is, uh, hopefully there are more updates. I would assume, I would hope. Uh, I guess we're getting the, P oh gosh, we got to talk about the Pikachu. Man, this news is going right into this news. They announced a Pikachu with the exclusive move Sing. So this is off uh, 25.pokemon.com. It is a, uh, it's a, you need a password through mystery gift. Pikachu will know the move Sing. It'll be in a Cherish Ball. OT will be Game Freak. Uh, it will have the Souvenir Ribbon. It will know Sing, Encore, Celebrate, Electro Ball. On the website, it says, come back on February 25th for a password you can use to add this Pokemon to your team. I was going to say, is this another email thing? So, some places say it's coming in email and on the website, so it might be both. I'm hoping they're doing both because the fiasco was yeah. the last password. So, I'm hoping it is one universal password so that too, they're yeah. just putting on here and being done with it because that's the way it should have happened for everything because there are still millions of starving children who never got the Zarud code. Yeah, you guys all complained about McDonald's cards. What happened to those poor kids that signed up with their parents' email <laughs> to get a Zarud? Well, I'm, pro I'm probably the last person to get a Zarud, and thanks to Tomahawk is the only name that I have for them. <laughs> who got me an extra Zarud code. But I would, I would assume that we would get a Pokemon. Like, don't they want to reward the people paying sixteen dollars a month with a Pokemon? I guess you don't have to pay sixteen. You just no. have to have the app free. Yeah. Is Sing Pikachu the new meta? I hope so. I think so. You Gigantamax it. Yeah. You sing. Fifty-five percent accuracy. We'll never see it coming. <laughs> but it, what does it turn into? Is it just turn into Shield? Yeah, Sing would be Max Guard. What does, what does Sing do? Does it cause damage? No, it puts him to sleep. No, puts him to sleep. Nah. <laughs> With not a good rate. Yeah, it's 50, yeah. The spore is 100. Sleep powder, I think, is 60? 75. 75? I, 70? I think so. And then Sing is Sing is the worst of the sleeping moves. It is The only thing that Sing is... No, because I was going to say Sing is good on Milotic, but I think Milotic learns hypnosis, but like... Milotic also learns Coil, and Coil increases your, like, defense and your accuracy, I think. So that's why, like, yeah. Milotic runs Hypnosis, because the accuracy boost of Coil. Yeah, Sleep Powder is 75. I knew that. Because I use it on Rosalia all the time. Sing is 55%. It's bad. It's bad. This news is off Go Nintendo. Original Stitch reveals more Pokemon shirts. Uh, they have revealed a Grookey, Scorebunny, and Sobble shirt. If you're itching for some clothing. Uh, the Square Bunny one waiting is really, Waiting for my really Hoenn. Just waiting for my Hoenn stuff. Did you notice that they skipped over Hoenn and I'm, <laughs> went straight I, to Galar? I'm not. No, I'm they're not still buying. There's making, only three. You can go to OriginalStitch.com and you can look at all the Hoenn designs so far. They haven't, like, released Hoenn. They're just still showing off. Um, they're still showing off 
Gen 3 stuff without, without being able to buy them right now. Uh, but my code still works, so if you're interested in the original Stitch stuff, you can use PKMNCast at checkout, and you get free shipping. Oh, I didn't know original Stitch was doing Star Wars stuff now, too. Yeah, I don't like the, I don't like the patterns. Yeah, the masks are still Gen 1 only. I'm assuming they're going to like officially announce slash mass roll out the Gen 3 shirts on Pokemon Day. Oh, I'm sure. I, I'd imagine, yeah. Okay, let's talk about the Pokemon Go Tour Kanto Celebration. I hate this name. It'll take place on Saturday, February 21st from 9 a.m. to 9 p.m. Okay, so I think the, the details here is the Mew, which is what the what people cared about since they announced this, which we looked up the original announcement date. I believe it was December 8th is what I have, uh, what Greg found. It sounds, it sounds yeah. about right, yeah. Yeah. So at the time, they were like, hey, there's going to be a Kanto tour. It'll be $12, shiny Mew. You'll get to pick between red and green. More details will come later. I don't even think you could buy the ticket right away. I think you could buy the ticket like two months later. Yeah. Not two months, sorry, two weeks. Yeah. February 8th is when they announced pretty much all the details. Yes. February 9th, sorry. So about a week ago, they announced what is called the Masterwork Research, which is the Mew stuff. So prior to this, I'm bringing up my Twitch stream a lot, but it's a real good feel of how many people were confused about this, I think, at least for me. Leading up to this event, there was a lot of people... That would be that would say like something along the lines of I don't know if I want to spend twelve ninety nine and not get the shiny Mew, right? Totally understandable. That's a, that is a real concern, yes. And when I talked to Niantic, they said the following: We can't talk about the details of the event just yet, but just to let you know, if you spend the twelve ninety nine, you will get the Mew eventually. <laughs> like you can't yes. not like you could spend the twelve ninety. I you could you could pull a will buy. <laughs> The Pokemon Go Fest ticket, and then just never log in to accept the quest and not get the Victini. I was busy that day. (laughs) I had things going on. You were at a wedding. I was in the wedding. Yes. It was a busy day. But I assured people, if you you spent the $12.99, you would definitely get the Mew. Don't know how hard it would be. But from Niantic's wording, the Mew quest was supposed to be something that you wouldn't be able to complete the day of anyways. It was going to be a long, I'm almost positive, and I don't have the article in front of me, but it was supposed to be a long and difficult thing to complete. It is a shiny Mew after all. So on February 9th, they announced the details of the Masterwork quest. They also announced how they were going to handle Ditto, which was a huge asterisk because people were like... How am I supposed to find Shiny Ditto? Shiny Ditto is the final reward for the Saturday event. Ah. So as once you complete the Kanto Fest, Shiny Ditto will be the thing you end with. So you're getting a Shiny Ditto guaranteed for $12.99. And you're getting a Shiny Mew guaranteed for $12.99. The only difference is you got to work for the Mew. The event schedule is it's 10 hours. It starts at 9 o'clock in the morning, ends at 9 o'clock. Uh, we'll just go through the schedule here. We'll get to how to get the Mew in a second. From 9 to 10 is Pallet Town. From 10 to 11 is Pewart City. From 11 to 12 is Cerulean. From 12 to 1 is Fuchsia. And then from 1 to 2, uh, my favorite, the, the only four cities in Kanto. And then from... Yeah, just four. 1 to 2... Get wrecked, Lavender Town. ...is the Pokemon League. 
and then it repeats. So two to three palette, three to four pewter, four to pewter. Pewter. Can you just say pewter once, please? <laughs> no, please. never. Four to five cerulean. Five to six. That's the worst color. Five to six. The five to six. <laughs> the fuchsia. Silver. Six to seven Pokemon League, and then at the very end, seven p.m. to nine p.m. local time. All Pokemon. That's when you go. Cram it all in from seven to nine. No, there's no Cramorant in this event. Thank heavens. So if you have a non-ticket experience, you will get some of the Pokemon discovered in the Kanto region in Wild and Raids. You will still be able to participate in Articuno, Zapdos, Moltres, and Mewtwo, which will be returning to Raids. All trainers will have event access to time-limited research, and the trade range will be increased to 40 kilometers. And then, again, this is for both ticketed and non-ticketed. Articuno will know Hurricane. Zapdos will know Thundershock. Moltres will know Sky Attack. Mewtwo will know Psy Strike. Sorry, no Shadow Ball. Boo! Uh, and then if you bought the tickets early, you got special research stories for January and February, which at the time were not announced, but they ended up being Roselli. What was the? Roselli was from February. What the heck was January? Yeah. Um, Machop. Manchomp. Manchomp was Jan. No, th- th- that's our intellectual property. Don't confuse that with the Pokemon's intellectual property. <laughs> Boy, Sorry. Greg and I certainly got a lot of shiny Roselias. We did. Some God, of us got more great. shiny Roselias than other people. Whatever, Will. <laughs> I have secret back channels that are going to start feeding me shiny Roselias left and right. I have made deals. Across the globe to funnel your poor unwanted children to my caring arms. <laughs> the the benefit of the true benefit of the day was I actually saw two other human beings in person. Yeah. Which I haven't done in such a long time. <laughs> yes, that, was, that was the <laughs> highlight of the day, truly, because it was cold. Okay, so the, the masterwork research can be completed whenever you unlock it somewhere during the, the Saturday. It contains tasks that, uh, for getting the Kanto Platinum Medal, you have to catch 30 Pokemon of every single type. How many types are there? 18? Yeah. Something like that. So 18 times 30. How many Pokemon is that? Too many? Too many. Uh, that's like 500 Pokemon. Uh, wait, 18? 540, yeah. You have to spin 151 unique Pokestops. We're going to have to talk about that. You have to what? walk 151 yeah. kilometers, which I believe is 91 miles, I think. And then you have to reach level 40. This is the big one that some people are upset about. Okay. So before, uh, so, uh, so the 151, uh, look, again, we talk about this all the time. Pokemon <laughs> Go is not a fair game. <laughs> if you live in Oconomowoc, Wisconsin, you, you might have like 10 Pokestops. That's not 151. It is cold. It is negative one in Wisconsin right now. Very hard to go outside. Unlike if you lived in California or Florida right now, it's probably 70. It's probably beautiful out. You could probably safely social distance at a park and have a great time. Uh, well, maybe not California because that whew, California. Uh, but it is it is not fair in the sense of Pokemon Go is better in big cities. If I lived in Boston and I was downtown in Boston. I probably hit 151 stops in in a whole day because literally every single brick in that city is a Pokestop. They're like, this brick has three words written on it. We can't read it because it's 100 years old, but it is now a Pokestop. That is Boston in a nutshell. I think there are probably 151 Pokestops in Milwaukee pretty easily. 
but it would require me to drive a lot, and it's cold. I'll do it. I'll do it in like three months. <laughs> oh, you'll get it done before three months are up. So the level forty, level forty is not easy to get to. This game has been out for over five years. There are a lot of people that are not level forty. Uh, but in order to get the shiny Mew, you need the 151 stops, catch 30 of each type, which, again, that's going to be also hard if there's not a dragon-type event happening. Unless, I don't know, you live in some dragon biome and you're seeing Tratinis nonstop. I don't. I see, like, one dragon a week. You have to walk 151 kilometers. I don't know. Will, you walk a lot. What is How, how much you walk in a day? I mean, for me, that's about two weeks. I, I usually get about 70 kilometers uh, for like the, what is it, Adventure Sync? Mm -hmm. I usually get about 70 to 75 kilometers a week. So two weeks for you for that. Yeah. I've only walked around my house, so it'll be four years. Yeah, it'll be long for me. <laughs> Until things get warm again and I can walk my neighborhood or return to the skyways to walk around them. Yeah, it's going to take me a very long time. So reaching level 40. So we had we had a viewer that came in Twitch chat and they they said that they were they were upset that their significant other was like level 32. They bought the Canto Fest tickets back in January. Well, it's your mistake starting out dating somebody who's not <laughs> at least level 37. Now come on, put that on your match.com profile. And that their significant other was bummed and frustrated that they had to be level 40. You know, after 4 years of the game, they're only level 32. And my response was, well, why did you buy the ticket if you didn't know what the details were? And their response was, well, they should have told us early. And my response was, well, they did. <laughs> the event is, uh, they told us on the 9th, the event is on the 20th, so they gave you 11 days, a heads up. But yes, if you bought the ticket in January, you had no clue what it was supposed to be. We had no clue how to get the Mew. And then I have this whole. Uh, I mean, wait. I will let say, me let me broken record for one second and say the same thing that I say every single time we hear one of these complaints. You bought the ticket for the experience of the Canto Day. <laughs> you did not buy the ticket for the shiny Mew or the shiny Ditto. Sorry, it's I, the I, experience. I will put an asterisk because they did say back on the ninth that you'll have special re research, and then after completing that, you'll get another quest line that will go to Mew. So we knew there was going to be two things. Yes. We and knew we, there'd be the Spresso Research. We knew and that then... the first thing wasn't going to be like... The, the the big concern of this was people were like, I don't know if I can catch all 150 Pokemon in a day, and now I'm not going to get the Mew. It's clear that that's not it. Right. Collecting and all 151 Pokemon is was... going to be the like bragging rights or whatever, right? Like It's not the thing you actually have to do. Um, also, if I mean, you, you don't finish it... eight days, because they're no, keeping it... them around. They okay, so the, here's the big thing that they like didn't actually say, but if you go to support.niantic.com, you do have to complete the Pokemon Go Kanto Tour special research to get the masterwork research. You do not have to finish it that day. You can finish it at any point in time to unlock the masterwork research. So even if you started the Kanto research and then like six months later you finished it, you then unlock the masterwork research. So this is what I was saying all along. You're not not going to get the shiny Mew. You just have to do step one before step two. Now, that being said, it's just like the Celebi research, as in, like, you need to defeat Team Rocket to finish the Celebi research. If Team Rocket is not spawning, you can't do it, but that doesn't mean you cannot get the Celebi. You just have to wait till Team Rocket comes back. So if you don't finish the Kanto special research on Saturday... 
They are giving you a Kanto week after the event. And if you don't finish it then, you still can finish it later. It's just going to be harder because it's probably going to rely on Kanto spawns, which are not guaranteed all the time. This goes back to the original statement. If you are worried about spending $12 and not getting Shiny Mew, you will get it. You just have to, you just have the best, the the fastest path to complete it on Saturday and a semi-okay path to complete it the week after and a, well, it's going to live forever in your uh, special research category if you don't finish it after that. But you're not going to spend $12 and then they're going to lock you out. You're going to get the Mew eventually. And and I'll, I want to throw two things into the mix here. Number one, Greg and I are probably like the least amount of effort <laughs> yeah, put towards playing so. Pokemon Go that you can honestly put towards it and say, I'm an active player. And we've both made it to level 40. I've been level 40 for, what, two years now, two and a half years. And I, I honestly, the majority of my Pokemon Go playing time is in the morning sending gifts to people because I enjoy letting people know that I'm thinking about them. And I do, for every single person that gets a gift from me in Pokemon Go, I think about you a little bit as I send that gift. So keep that in mind, number one. I think about you in as much as I know what your username is. No, 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 no. Sometimes I look at the username and I go, I, I, mean, I don't for the remember ones in Japan, who you are. I, I think like, oh, you know, I, I wonder what cool thing you're doing in Japan right now. Oh, yeah. I don't know who you are. But if I do know yeah. who you are, then I think like usually like a special yeah. memory. Like, uh Ryan in England has a new daughter, and I think about she's so wonderful, and I think about her, and then there you go. Number two, Shiny Mew is about the rarest of the rare Pokemon that for for all the the shiny they've made shiny getting shiny so easy for every other Pokemon out there. Shiny Mew is the rarest of the rare Pokemon. I want to work for it. I want to earn it. Yeah, I want this to be an actual challenge, so I am all for it. Yes, this needs to be a real challenge. Thank you. I mean, I get being disappointed, right? Like, it's going to take you longer. Having having crammed getting to level 40 in a month from nearing the end of 38 and then all the way up to 40. It's not, it's not fun, but it's also, you know, it took me half an hour a day of doing it. I mean, I get being disappointed, but also they had said back in the 8th that there were going to be multiple steps to it. And then also that was during their big push for you to get to 40. I don't know that having the 40 be a requirement was that much of a surprise because they really stressed all of November and December Hey, get to 40 by the end of the year and we'll give you special things without saying, because you're going to need to be at level 40. Like, they were pretty obvious about they felt getting to level 40 was important by the end of the year. Yeah. And and that's one of the main reasons why I did it, because I'm like, okay, there is something coming that that is hinged on being level 40 because they they have never really pushed that level true very true until the end of last year yeah i didn't talk about that last night but i think that's like a super good point like this game has existed for we say five years it'll be five years in july there has been never a reason to get to 40 
And they did make a big deal about it in December of like, hey, you want to get to level 40. Not specifically yeah. because like there's anything that happens when you get to level 50, but if if you're going to have a game that has levels and the levels should like but if no one cares about getting to the levels then why have the levels yeah <laughs> like levels should be there to push you to do something right the game should always gi- games should right. give you a carrot on a stick to complete something and that now they have something that i feel personally is worthy of getting to 40 yeah oh absolutely yeah oh yeah um, I mean, and I get it, like, being disappointed because you're not there yet and it's going to take you longer, that is a very valid feeling, right? Like, you can feel disappointed about a lot of things, and that's not to say that that's not valid, but they aren't going to give everything away at the start, and there does have to be some level of holding out to see, is this event going to be really worth it? Because we talked about it, like... I had no, I was not sure that when this was first announced that I wanted to pay this money for what they announced this event to be. Like, even with the shiny Mew at the end, it was, the main draw was because we had sort of agreed, we're just going to do it and I'm paying for that day. But I was very hesitant about buying that ticket for that very reason, because I just didn't know what was coming. And I don't. I don't think that's necessarily the fault of a company that wants to build excitement. Your disappointment, I think, people's disappointment that this is indeed what what you have to do, and it does feel like a lot, and you may live in an area where you can't hit 151 stops. Like, There's a lot of reasons to be disappointed in that thing that they chose, and that's okay to feel disappointed about that, but also... There's reasons to make that whole thing feel epic. And the fact that you can just have it sitting in there for years and then finally things have loosened up and you you travel to a new city and you do all the things and suddenly it happens for you, that moment is still very exciting that you finally completed this epic journey. I mean, I think that's yeah, really what they wanted to give this. So the initial, like, I mean, I'll admit it, looking at it thinking I have three months to walk all of these kilometers because generally going outside is unappealing for six of months of the year like yeah it's gonna take me a long time to get there and that is disappointing that that's a hurdle that i have to cross but it'll feel great once i cross it and honestly reducing the counter argument down to its most basic level it's boy they've come up with this incredible reward that you have to work really hard you know you have to play the game really hard to get this incredible reward well, no, I just want them to give me the reward without playing the game. Well, I think the thought process from some people is, well, I paid the $12, just give it to me. Uh, you're paying $12 for the experience of playing the game. It's, it's, Play it's, the game. It's like the standard Pokemon. It, it's the problem with people associating Pokemon with money um, and will never get away from it. It's the same argument no, for the I mean, Pokeball Plus, and it's so frustrating. Where like I mean, they did that to themselves. They have made that connection because things have come with that. I don't think they did. I, I like, if you put I, out the Pokeball Plus, I, which is a working controller, it was $50. Yes. It, the the Pokeball Go Plus was 35 so you're paying $15 more for something that does what the $35 thing did. Plus, it connects to the Switch. Plus, it connects to Sword and Shield. Plus, it connects to Let's Go Pikachu, Let's Go Eevee. And then, on top of that, they were like, well, you know what? Let's give them a free Mew. 
Like, that is the thought process. You are paying $50 for a piece of hardware that does what another piece of hardware does for $35, but it also does more things, and they were just being nice of giving them you. But the Pokemon fans are so backwards, they can't comprehend that this is a working controller and they go oh it's $50 for a Mew no the Mew was just like the bonus thing they added on saying thank you for buying this cool controller we made that I still use every day like I think it I think that controller is a million percent worth $50 and it yeah I love it yes I've been using it for years it's nice that it came with a Mew but in no situation where I I was ever like well gosh why did they hide a Mew behind a $50 paywall it is such backwards thinking like, how can you discredit the entire product that they were like, here's a free Mew, but, like, it, it, it's so weird to me that people think this way. I don't think it's that weird. <laughs> I don't think it's that weird at all, because that's a selling point of the thing. Like, a million people would have looked at it and said, I don't need that. I don't need another controller. I don't need this thing that does this one thing for this one game. I don't really need that in my life. Oh, it comes with a Mew? Yeah, that's enough to send me to buy that. That's like, that crazy is part to of me, though. Like, why? Who's going to want to pay $50 point. for a Mew? <laughs> a lot of people. Like, it's a list of benefits, and that's a thing that pushes you over. It's like the same with a billion phones. Like, I don't care about the camera. I don't care about the, oh, the screen resolution's better? Okay, I'm getting that for that one thing. Yeah, that's a good, that's a good analogy. I, mean, I don't know. People buy hacked Pokemon off eBay. Yeah, so like, yeah, yeah, yeah. You're, ta- you're talking about people's thought processes of the list of things that pushes them over. That's one of the things that pushes them over. A lot of people thinking, I have to collect 151 Pokemon that I've been catching since the start of this game, which is five years now, is not worth it. Oh, it leads me to this? Okay, now that's probably worth it, is a yet another list of benefits. And when that benefit is the thing that sells you, that's the thing that you associate with that cost. If everything else, again, I've said this before, if all the other things that you call are value adds aren't of value to you, they don't matter. The thing that adds the value is the thing that actually matters when you're making that decision. So let's talk about how to get to 40. Because <laughs> I did it in a month. Yes. Crack crack them lucky eggs. Do lots of raids. I don't want to ever tell people to like, spend money on lucky eggs to get to 40. They Okay, and this is what we talked about the other night. They have made it significantly easier to get to level 40 over the years. They didn't like... La- they, they did make some changes recently to make it easier, but the biggest thing that can get you to level 40 is the friendship stuff. And that is that has been a feature that has existed for over a year. And if you don't know how it works, because I, I, I don't know, I have to explain this uh, to some people on Twitch, but I'll explain it to some people in the podcast. What happens is uh, you can have 200 friends on your friends list and you can send and receive gifts and you get experience when you hit great friends ultra friends and best friends specifically you gain 10,000 experience which is the equivalent to one raid for opening gifts for seven days with a person Mm -hmm. and then you receive 50,000 experience for being 30 day friends with a person Uh, and then you for I think the last one is like 45 days or like 50 days or something altogether it's like 90 days total Um, and then for best friends you get 100,000 experience for just sending and receiving gifts. You don't even have to send them. If you have somebody on your friends list who loves sending gifts, all you gotta do is open them. 
Pro yep. tip, again, because people don't know this, when you open a gift or when your friend opens a gift, a little blue circle will appear around your friend, meaning there has been some sort of interaction that day. That means if you sent your friend a gift and they sent you a gift and they opened your gift, you will see a blue circle, which means you don't have to open their gift. You can save it until the next day and then you can open it. Because you you both opening each other's gift the same day only counts for one interaction. You can only get one interaction a day with that friend. Um, if you're working to build that with uh, a person, for example, if I was working to build that with Will, Will opens my gift on Monday, I open Will's gift on Tuesday, Will opens my gift on Wednesday. So we're both not opening the same gifts every day, so we can stagger it so it's efficient as possible. That means I can save those other gifts for other people or I can open other gifts from other people because you can only open 30 gifts a day. You can send 100 gifts a day. Now, why I'm bringing this up because this is the best way to get experience. If you picked 10 people and you were going to be best friends with those 10 people, and if that is the point where you decide to pop a lucky egg, which the lucky egg does work with, so instead of 10,000 for great friends, you're getting 20,000. Instead of getting 50,000 for ultra friends, you're getting 100,000. Instead of getting 100,000 for best friends, you're getting 200,000. Some basic math here. If you do this with 10 people and you pop a lucky egg, you're going to get 2 million XP that day in, in, in literal seconds because all it takes is opening 10 gifts or sending 10 gifts. 2 million XP will get you from level 1 in Pogo to level 30 in Pogo instantly. That is how much experience you're getting from just interacting with the friend feature. And you'll want to interact with it because it gives you Pokeballs, it gives you potions, it gives you berries. They're literally free items. If you have gotten to this point in Pogo and you're not using that feature because you don't have friends, that is like playing an MMO and literally not talking to a single person throughout your journey. <laughs> like you don't play Final Fantasy 14 because you're looking for a great single player experience. You're not logging into WoW daily to never interact with another human being on the other end I of the I mean, there are people that do that. They there don't play for very long. are people that do that. They're out of their minds. But if you have Twitter, if you're in a Discord, if you're in our Slack community, there are ways to find other people. And you don't even need a lot. Like I said, in my example, that was just 10 people. I know that I'm in a situation where like people want to be my friend. I host a Pokemon podcast. It's very easy for me to put my friend code out and get like 50 requests on Twitter very quickly. I get it. Very privileged in that instance. But I've also been that person where like no one knew who I'm at, who I am. I'm at a park in a raid and it's very easy just to be like, hey, does anyone want to exchange friend codes with your local group? That's hard now because of the pandemic. But I would strongly suggest to people who are not level 40, who are disappointed about this Mew event, to start using the gift feature. The other thing I want to bring up is they did change it, the catching stuff, to make it easier to get to level 40. So now, if you get an excellent throw on a Pokemon, you get 1,000 experience instead of 100. So think about this. If you catch 10 Pokemon with excellent throws... That is like catching 50 Pokemon normally that didn't exist. They introduced that in December. So 50 Pokemon is a lot of Pokemon to catch in the sense of that it's, it's kind of time consuming because you got to throw the Pokeball, you got to wait for it to shake, you got to do the click, you go through the thing. If you get 10 excellent throws, that's equivalent to catching 50 Pokemon back in the older day. They've definitely made it easier between friendship, between experience. All of December, it was like double XP or whatever. Yeah. 
I will say excellent throws aren't that easy to do. Excellent throws Correct. are not that easy. My, you can get, you can get better at it. being as bad as it is, I, I swear I hit it in there, and the game's like, <laughs> nope. And, it's- and, and, the game will say, oh, that was an excellent throw. It breaks out. I will throw the worst throw I have. Hits just barely on the edge of the ring. Catches. Frustrating. That is frustrating. Guaranteed there are some Pokemon that are throws. really good at excellent throws. Mr. Mimes, Kangaskhan, now, frauds. Miltanks, uh, Tauros. Taurus. Taurus is easy to get excellent. Makihita, uh, Nosepass, Snorlax, Lapras. There are there. Are, so my advice would be: figure out which Pokemon you're really good at excellent throwing. Anytime you see those, just I, I, I look. I am I I am an average Pokemon player. Sometimes I see ten Pokemon mm-hmm. in my house, and I go. I'm not catching any of these because I don't want to go to the <laughs> house. You're more than these. average. And then sometimes also, your like your house there's... is wildly full of Pokemon because you're near I something. Know. Something. A- and sometimes there's like four. There's like four Nidorans in my house, and I do the thing. I tap on all of them. I go. None of these are shiny, but I don't bother on catching catching them. I get it. I'm there. But there are some Pokemon I know for sure. I excellent throw. Those are always Pokemon I catch no matter what because I know I can hit the excellent throw, and it's very easy experience. But again. I get it. It sucks that you're not level 40. I don't think it's the end of the world. I do think that Shiny Mew should feel special. I do think it should feel like an accomplishment. You are still going to get it. It might take time. It's not the end of the world if it's not in your collection right away. Yeah. Also, you you get a higher first catch bonus. In the morning, so the first thing you catch also gets gives you more experience, and the seven day experience is higher. I mean, they have they have closed that gap, right? You get a lot more for the seven day streak, and you get a lot more for catching your first Pokemon in the day. It it, it also is like that weird conversation that we've we we dance around, which is like you have half of the people being like they make mythicals too easy nowadays. They're just QR yeah. codes. They're just they're just distributions. And it's like they finally do something cool here, whether or not you think it's cool or not, because you have to be level 40. <laughs> but they, they do make you work for it in a way. And there is a story attached to this, right? Because every time you complete in Pogo, every time you complete a research, it walks you along a story. And so they attached a whole story and event to this on top of attaching a whole story and event to the Saturday thing. So you're, you're getting a lot for $12. But I, I get... Even though I disagree with that, there are people that are thinking, I don't care about any of that. It's the yep. $12 is just specifically for this Mew and nothing else associated with it. What is the expression? It's like <laughs> you can you can disappoint some of the people some of the time, but you can't disappoint all of the people all the time. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know that it's disappoint. Oh, it is in this context. It is in this context. <laughs> I mean, you, everybody's experiences will will vary based off of your expectations. That is that is a common life stressor. The further something is a- away from what you expected it to be, the gap between the two is your dishappiness and stress. There's not a lot to do about that. Like, learn this time, make decisions. Like, if your decision is never to play Pokemon Go again, that is your decision. And, it, and it's a valid decision. Because your experience—I <laughs> mean, your experience was negative, and they have shown their hand multiple times. This is how they run this company. This is how they run this game. This is how they do events. I don't think this is necessarily bad in the sense of like 
It's not. Like, if you think about it in a content form, like, people are always desperate and people always want new content. Like, look at people who still talk about Pokemon Quest. Oh, I wish there would be Gen 2 for Pokemon Quest. Yeah, I mean, I guess, like, I don't know, like, how... Like, I think of it in a sense of, like, okay, what would adding 100 Pokemon do? Like, yeah, I guess you can, like, collect them, but it's still, like, the same... Like, Pokemon Quest, I think, was, like, a very good package. Like, it didn't overstay its welcome. It was very delightful. It was very fun. I don't think adding more Pokemon for a paid monetary cost would be, like, a good enough reason to go back to it unless they dramatically change something. (laughs) It's not a good enough reason for you. But in a sense, for, like, Pokemon Go, you're paying $12.99. You're getting a 12-hour event. You're getting... A shiny ditto at the end of it when you complete it, but you're you're getting that entire experience, and they're giving you more content that you can just do throughout however long it's going to take you—a week, two weeks, two months, a year. Like you are, they're giving you content to keep you playing their game, and ideally, hopefully, I would assume you're playing your their game because you like their game. So it's kind of weird to be like, "Ugh, I wish they would just give me the shiny Mew." Yeah, but then what are you going to do? Not play the game that you're hopefully like to play like i it, it, it's kind of like a double-edged sword almost because they're giving you content and if if shiny mew being probably the thing that people wanted the most outside of pokemon go and in pokemon go right like this is not an ex- this is not a wanted thing exclusive to pokemon go people who play sword and shield also want shiny mew like they're giving you a lot of co- like they're giving you a reason to play the game i don't know it yeah. just I guess they could I just mean, get you just pay it. They give it to you, and you go, okay. Well, now I have nothing to do. I don't. I don't know. It's just, I. I it's hard for me to see it as like a huge complaint. But also, I'm level forty, so I don't know how it would be <laughs> like. I but, but I'm level forty because I like playing Go. Yeah, I mean, I I will I will be the person that does not particularly like playing Go. Uh, I check in because I do. Like it is just a habit. It's a thing I do. There are days where. Trying to push to 40 in December actively made me hate that game. And I didn't play for a week after. Because that level of grind and the level of demand that something that's supposed to be fun was putting on me wasn't fun. So I get it. Like, having to having to basically grind your way through a level to start to the thing you want isn't fun. Grinding isn't fun. And it's also true that, like, they're not just going to give it away. They just aren't. They are going to build in things to make you play that game. And if that if that attitude is something you can't stand, then don't like how they're going to run this game isn't for you. And that is a fine breaking point. Like whenever you see the money behind it and it's not fun, you're just seeing the money, then you're probably done with the game. Agreed. Because it's it's too much of a burden. And I, I mean, I agree. Pushing to 40 in December was bad for me. I did not enjoy it. I resented the game. I resented what I had to do. I resented the mechanics more than I ha- ever have in that game when they didn't work. So I, I get that. I get that having to grind to a certain level to get what you want is not a fun experience. It is fun for some people. A lot of people love that. I mean, people grind in games all the time because the end reward is great. I gr- I have literally run the same dungeons and raids in Final Fantasy XIV for five months now. 
because I enjoy the people that I play with. I enjoy working towards the rewards at the end, and I still enjoy that experience. But I have hit the wall in many games where I've realized this is just a grind, and I'm not enjoying this anymore, and I've left. That value slides for a th- for, for many, many people. Do we end with don't pay money for something you don't know the full details about i mean that is just that is just a buyer's beware in general like don't pre-order something if you don't know how it's gonna work like unless you're absolutely rock solid in exact like you know oh it's it is this thing and i know exactly what they're gonna do with it like never pre-order if you're at all questioning it on any product in any any anything let's make it pokemon go specific now did they say only a limited number of people can buy this event ticket? No, no, no. Yeah, there was unlimited supply. Guess what? Wait until the day before it happens. Yeah. If you ain't tickled the day before it happens, then don't spend. I guess the money. you could maybe be like, "Well, I wanted the community day for January. I wanted the community day for February." But well, you- bah, bah, then once again, you got two experiences for thirteen dollars. You got what you paid for. Yeah, but yeah, I agree. I don't disagree with you well, but also you didn't even know what those community days were. So, like, is the thought process you were going to buy them anyways? Like, I don't know. I I have purchased every single one because I like playing community days. The only reason why I have, I did the matchup ones because I bought this ticket. I probably would not have bought this. Oh, and guess what? I didn't do the matchup one because I was asleep through the whole thing. (laughs) And you know what? Heart is still not broken. I mean, I would have, of the ones, I would have purchase the Rosalia one because I love that Pokemon to death. Oh heck yeah. But I and we haven't had a great day we together. Did, but I haven't done a lot of the special researches for those other days. Like me buying the Kanto ticket was not those those free research days were not a part of that equation. I I would have wouldn't have purchased them depending on what the day is and I wouldn't have purchased the January one. But still fundamentally if something is unlimited supply Wait until you absolutely have to buy it to buy Unlimited it. supply and no cutoff date. Like, you can buy it up until the day of the event. You can yeah. buy it during the wait. event. <laughs> yeah. Just wait. I mean... I, I hope people have fun this weekend. I mean, I, hope I so plan too. on having fun this weekend. I mean, yeah, I, I, I think you can have a good time. Like, I think... I mean, I'm not super looking forward to playing indoors. No. Uh, specifically around other people, but... We may have a miracle hot front <laughs> we may. come through. We possibly. may. Our other option was to go to Texas and play outdoors. Yeah. But, uh, well, boy, it sounds like that would have been a just as bad decision because it's about 20 <laughs> degrees out in Texas right now. <laughs> I mean, I will say this. Saturday is predicted to be 23, which is Ooh, a heat wave. Toasty. That is yeah. a, that is a that's shorts weather, man. That's a, that's a uh, <laughs> Minnesota heat wave. It is. I mean... I wouldn't mind being outside for shorter periods of time after this, after these two weeks. I know for sure, though, I like regardless of money or regardless of being level 40, I know for sure I would not have fun with this event if I was sitting in my house for 12 oh, hours. Absolutely. I wouldn't have done it if we hadn't made plans. We have we have a couple options if some don't work, but yep, my fingers are crossed. I like to be an opportunist. We know that, but I think you mean you like to be an optimist. <laughs> <laughs> <When> the, <laughs> yeah, and an opportunist. 
Mostly I mean, an opportunist. We know you're an opportunist. That is well proven. <laughs> but your positive attitude is the thing you're trying to highlight right now. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> I'm not even touching this. I don't know no. if it is, actually. Uh, well. Um, is that our show? Is that everything? <laughs> no, we should. I mean, I'm assuming since we've been yelling at each other for this long, we're skipping question of the week, but we still should do Pokemon of the week. Yeah, let me just check the Slack real quick so we, we give people their dues. Uh, there was the Milsery event this weekend. Yep. It was the third. I got two shiny milks. Third time, third week in a row they've done an event. I don't think there's much to say about it. It's kind of the same. I would expect there would be an event, not this upcoming, oh gosh, hopefully not this upcoming weekend, but I would ex- I would soon expect there would be an event at the end of the month for Pokemon Day. Um, Lewis was the one that sent in from our Slack community about the addressing the Pokemon TCG, so thank you, Lewis, for that. Uh, and then I, I think I think that's it. There was some news posted in Slack, but it's not. We we can save it till next week. Wait. Yeah, it, it's yeah. not dire. Oh, we didn't talk about the umbrella stuff again. Not dire. Uh, <laughs> we we need stuff to talk about on Thursday. Yeah, so. yeah, yeah, yeah. We'll save do, it. Save yeah. it for Thursday. Oh, I got a well, rant for even... that. Oh, umbrella stuff. Umbrella. They made Pokemon Rumble. Oh, 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 I thought you meant, like, bumper shoots. I okay. have no idea what either one of you is talking about. <laughs> okay. Well, give us Pokemon of the Week. So, I thought that last week's Pokemon was going to be challenging, but several people did come up with the correct answer, so I feel like my clues were justified. And as the translation, I will say, uh, number one, I referenced... Greg, because yep. Greg is Brent's husband, yep. um, and Greg's favorite Pokemon is Roselia. Yep. And then I said, look at the starters, and there's only one Pokemon without requiring a hidden ability, which a lot of people, for whatever reason, didn't hear those words, <laughs> or being related to a camel, which everybody seemed to hear that one, uh, that is the exact opposite of this Pokemon. Um, so... And then we, everybody, a lot of people were like, well, if Roselia is grass poison, then water is the opposite of, uh, of grass. And then I was like, but I referenced the camel Pokemon, and yep. there's only so many camel Pokemon, and then that would clearly be fire. So I must have meant that fire is the opposite of grass. Mm-hmm. Uh, uh, and then I said, well, whatever. And then I said, you may need to consult with an oracle to find the answer. And this is where my real disappointment was. Because to me, if somebody says oracle, I think of one thing. And I guess kids these days don't. (laughs) You think of the software company. No. (laughs) (laughs) Database company, thank you. Oh, well, whatever. I think... All right. Are we going to have Steve's bad guest? Sure. All right. It's Mr. Mime. Oh, yuck. No, it's Del Fox. I mean, I guess Ice Psy- Psychic is yeah, the opposite Ice of Roselia. It could be an opposite. But it's not starter, so. Yeah. Uh, correct. It is Del Fox because when I think of Oracle, I think of the Oracle of Delphi from ancient Greece. Yep. Which is kind of where we get that term from. Uh, and the Pokemon that requires a hidden ability to be fire psychic is Darmanitan. Mm-hmm. 
which is always one of my favorite ones to think of because it was like that one weird one where you could get the hidden ability ones that were standing outside of the palace or temple or whatever in the desert. And like, those were the only ones that you could get at that point in time. Uh, Either way. Delphox is one of my favorite Pokemon. I love Delphox so much. The shuffle icon is brilliant. And the shiny is amazing. Why is the shiny amazing? It's like got this cool purple dress and the fur is great. It just looks so great. It's like a really cool, uh, like it makes it more spooky. And I Is it a dress or a robe? Yeah. It's a robe. It's a robe. It's a robe. Yeah. Uh, Delphox is the only starter Pokemon to have psychic type. Uh, Delphox and its pre-evolved form share the category with Vulpix, Ninetales, Nicket, and Thievil. They are all known as the Fox Pokemon. Your trivia. All right. Pokemon for this week. I don't know. I'm just... <laughs> <laughs> all right. Let me go. Let me go. The tradition of exchanging cards on St. Valentine's Day has its origins somewhere in medieval times, but really took off in 1913 when Hallmark Cards of Kansas City, Missouri began mass production of Valentines. Honestly, if we are ever concerned with the over-commercialization of any holiday, the dark specter of Hallmark can typically be found lurking in the shadows. <laughs> Our Pokemon this week lost three grams on Route 13 in Unova between Lacunosa and Undela towns and adjacent to the giant Chasm, you cannot catch the Pokemon that dropped the three grams, even after you track down and return all three, but it will give you TM-89 as a thank you before it flies away. This is the only way an original Pokemon Black and White to obtain the TM for U-turn. Fans of Pokemon Mystery Dungeon, at the very least the Rescue Team versions, may be a bit confused. In those games, it is this Pokemon's evolution that provides the mail delivery service. There you go. Not too hard. Not, not too hard this week. Okay, we'll be back next week. Well, technically later this week, but it'll be for next week. Uh, we'll be back next week. Uh, there will be little to no Pogo coverage, because obviously we're recording beforehand. I will be streaming Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday this week on Twitch, and then I'll be off uh, because I will be visiting Will and Greg. Yay! Safely. Hopefully, I ordered a bunch of new masks. Hopefully, they arrive before. Ooh, get one for me. I have a lot of masks. I'm going to get that double up action going. Well, no. I I mean, I'm going to wash my current mask. I just wanted some new ones. It's like when I like to travel, I like to get a new hoodie. This is this is you not good. You have so many hoodies. You have too many hoodies. Yeah, but once you wash a hoodie, it like loses something. Wait, you, like you wash it one dirt. time? It loses dirt. <laughs> and your and your your funk, your stinky stinky what, funk. What? That's what my wife likes. What does? <laughs> what, what, how often do you wash in hoodies? Well, like not well, once a two weeks like or not so. Not once a use. It depends on what I used it for. If I used it at the gym, heck yeah, I wash it once a year. Oh, yeah, but if you're just like wearing a lounge hoodie over like your shirts. Okay, that's not something that I do. Oh, weird. Uh, we'll be back next week uh, with another episode. If you want to follow us on Twitter at Pokemon Pod or at PK, well, technically we own at Pokemon Podcast, at PKMNCast on Twitter. 
Same for TikTok, YouTube, uh, Instagram, Twitch. R slash super effective for the subreddit. Greg is at White Wing on Twitter. Will is at Wash in the Sink. I am at Dragging a Lake. Thank you for listening. If you want to help out the show and you listen on Apple Podcasts, you would like to leave us a review, uh, even if it's not a written review, if you just tap the five stars under your podcast app, that would be greatly appreciated. But um, thank you so much for listening. We will see you all next week. This has been another episode of the Pokemon Podcast, and we are super effective. Super scalpers, you are on notice. This podcast is supported by our Patreon backers. If you would like to support on Patreon, you can head over to ise.cash to support us. A shout out to our producers of this episode, starting with Kevin, Sean, Casey, Potato, Patrick, Jetsy, Matthew, Stephen, Bovine, Kay, Catherine, Steph, Brady, Brian, and Courtney. And a shout out to our executive producers of Spencer and Anthony. Thank you so much for your support. Thank you for listening. Thank you for making it to the end. And have a great rest of your week.